resilience ready. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki. And today, Vivian Blade, resilience and inclusive leadership expert, number one bestselling author, and top 100 HR influencer in 2021, joins me to share principles to help us adapt well, to live with less stress and learning how to lead ourselves and being adaptable to whatever comes our way. Is sure a standout practice. And especially in the world we live in now, things are just always changing and conflicts arise. And how do we have a toolbox to help us overcome whatever might come our way? Well, we're going to dive into one of Vivian's best-selling books and really learn these five principles to help us adapt well. Let's go. Vivian, welcome to Gut Plus Science. So you created five principles to building resilience-ready leaders in workplaces, which is the core of your bestseller book, Resilience Ready, The Leader's Guide to Thriving Through Unrelenting Crises. I am so excited to have you here today and to dig in and learn from you. We're going to be breaking down those five principles. First, can you share the backstory on creating this model? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be with you today, Nikki. And during the pandemic, I noticed that all of us were struggling, right? And organizations were trying to figure out how in the world to navigate in this world that just turned upside down on them. And I was writing a book, actually a different book at the time about career crossroads and thought, what can I do to contribute during this time to help organizations better navigate through this time frame, through the chaos, through the struggles that they were going through, the questions that they had about what do we do with employees? How do we continue to keep our business afloat as we go through this? So people were faced with a crisis right in front of them all of a sudden. I just, as a person who is always thinking about how can I serve? How can I help? What can I do? I shifted all my focus to figuring out what kinds of resources can I share with people? What can I create that will help encourage and inspire and provide some strategies for leaders to be able to pick up, easily use and implement to help them to move their organizations forward and to help people, help the people on their teams and themselves to be able to just have less stress as they went through it all. So that really is where Resilience Ready was born. I just created some discussion guides and talking points and resources and began to write and research about resilience and how organizations could become more resilient. And that really is how Resilience Ready was born. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And I'm excited to break down these five principles that are in the book and that you live by and teach people all the time. I'm so excited to learn those. First, could you define resilience for us? I love the definition by the American Psychological Association, which says that resilience 
is an organization, a person, a team's ability to adapt well. So those two key words, to adapt well, when they're facing trauma, disruption, crises, uncertainty. So those two key words, the adapting well, are really what I focus on helping organizations to build. How can you adapt better? And what does that look like when you do that well? And then building that into a skill set of resilient adaptability. So that is where my key focus is and how I can help. Wonderful. And I love roadmaps or systems, anything that like gives a a framework for holding us accountable to like learning a new process or something. And that's why I'm excited to dive into these five principles because really the five principles help us adapt well. So we'll be breaking those down today. First, Vivian, I think all of us do know the importance of resilience. Like we would say it is important, but I'd love to have you speak into really the power of it, the power of adaptability in building a healthy business, just from like a visionary level. And then we'll break down the five core principles. Sounds good. When we think about the workplace today and everybody that I talk to is struggling with enough help, with talent, we've all, whatever you want to call it, the great resignation, the great reset, whatever term you want to use, all organizations are struggling with how to keep people engaged, how to keep the talent they need, and how to build the skill sets to continue to make their organizations successful, productive, help them to be able to serve their customers. So looking at some of the research, it shows that what people are really looking for are not only flexibility, not only to be able to also work in a remote setting or a hybrid workplace, not only money, but they want a workplace that has leadership, where leadership is concerned about them as human beings, as individuals, where they're concerned about overall well-being for their team members, where there is meaning and purpose in work and in the work that they do, and that people feel like they're connected to that, that their organization has values that are important for them. And so when we can face change and uncertainty, which is ever present in our lives and in our organizations and our environment, when we do that with greater resilience, with less stress, we create the kind of work environment where people can genuinely say, and this is one of my mantras and and what I'm so passionate about helping organizations achieve is that they can say, this is a workplace where I love to work and I feel valued. So that's the opportunity because when we face a crisis, when we face change, or when you go in the office today, I had five things on my list that I was going to get done. I look back at the end of the day and I got none of those done because there were all of these things that came up that I wasn't expecting. How do you respond to that? How do you react? How do you navigate through that? Do you have anxiety leaks into how you lead and engage with other people so that you're creating more pressure, more urgency on the unimportant for other people? and it just creates more stress, that's not the kind of environment people want to work in. 
So we have to be equipped to face whatever comes up in our day-to-day, once we walk in that door, with greater calm, with greater sense of presence and mindfulness to be able to look at it, understand it, navigate through it, and do that in a way that engages people with with a more holistic well-being atmosphere and concern. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that context. Something that I just thought about before we dive into these five principles. Would you say that it's everyone's responsibility, no matter what level you are, to really take ownership in building your toolbox and being resilient? This isn't like, oh, we're going to make sure our leaders are good at that. Yes, leaders obviously need to be good at that, but it's all of our responsibility, right? Anyone that would be listening to this show, this is something that can better their workplace, better their home, right? It's all of our responsibility to learn resilient skills, right? Would you agree? Absolutely, because resilience begins personally. And Resilience Ready, the tools that I created for helping to build resilience begin at that individual level. And even if you are a leader, you've got to build your personal resilience first, but you can also use the tools and strategies to help your team members also build their personal resilience so that you collectively then have team and can extend that to organizational resilience. And it does, it permeates every aspect of our lives because we don't just show up at work and drop everything at the door, whether we're working at home or we're coming into the office. Our lives permeate our minds. And we have this natural instinct to respond to uncertainty and to change into crises with our amygdala brain, our survival brain, and quickly react. So we need to have the uh, skill and the foresight to know that let me just take a minute, sit back, breathe for just a second and think about what I'm dealing with. Take that to a more thoughtful part of my brain that I can use to create a better strategy. And when we can do that, when we can have more personal resilience, we can avoid a lot of the, some of the other statistics that show up, Nikki, around stress in the workplace and burnout. It's nearly half or more of people who say that I have had stress in the last week, in the last day, I'm experiencing higher levels of stress than I have before. And levels of stress cost business over $500 billion a year. And that's a billion in lost productivity, in healthcare costs, in absenteeism, all of these things. So there's a financial implication to us as well. Well, thank you for that. And I think it's time to dig in to the five core principles. And I'm just going to let you kind of walk through those. And if it's okay with you, whenever I have a question or comment, then I'll chime in. But I really just want to use this as a mentoring moment for you to teach these five core principles. So take it away. Super, super. All right. What I learned in my research, Nikki, was organizations, teams, individuals who demonstrated resilience and this this tendency and ability to adapt, they have these 
five different principles that they really live by or or operate around, if you will. And they become core and innate to who they are and what they do every day. They become more of that muscle memory. We think about rubber bands oftentimes when we think about resilience and, and bouncing back. And it really is less about bouncing back because we know in the environment that we're in post-pandemic, we're not back to the same environment that we were before. And so we have to be mindful of how we adapt or flex. I want people to think about that rubber band in terms of flexing. So they utilize these core principles in a way that helps them to flex when they respond so that they're responding to uncertainty and change and crises less as a victim and more on this other end of the spectrum of what I call these stages of internal crisis response with courage, stepping up with courage so that they can thrive. So what's core to that? So these principles, these five principles are core to being able to respond that way. And the first resilience-ready principle is our perspective. And your perspective sets the stage for everything in our life. It helps us when we think about the possibilities and the glass half full rather than half empty. It sets the tone for what we're able to accomplish and what we're able to do. We tell ourselves so many stories about what is possible or not possible or the state of things, our personal capabilities stories about what we're facing that may be true or untrue. So we have to be mindful of that. So perspective is our starting point. And I encourage leaders and even ourselves as individuals to inspire optimism as one thing that you can do to help improve and enhance your perspective. Second is purpose. That principle is all about bringing meaning to our workplace, to the work that we do, work that employees do, connecting to the values that are so important for ourselves and our organization that gives us a foundation for showing up every day. And especially when we're going through something hard, it has to be worth it to us to get up every day to face it. And to be able to do that with other people, which I'll talk about a little bit later with partnership. But one of the things that we can do is make purpose meaningful. If we are going through the struggle, why is that important? How does that help us to better serve our customers and our clients and the work that we do? How does that connect to what's important to me as an individual? And we know that in this environment, employees are looking for employers that have a purpose that's meaningful for them and connects to what's important to them in their lives. So we have to help them connect the dots as leaders and as employers. So I know you work with many clients that are working on these principles and you're helping them to implement those in workplaces and on their teams. For the first two, so perspective, our perspective, you said an action item, if you will, is to practice optimism. Could you give an example of a company that you work with or worked with that has done that well and what that looks like to reiterate and the actions that they're doing to shift or help the team member's perspective? Yes. UKG is a company that I've done some work with and their organization, all the employees that I talk to talk about the long history 
that this company has had in engaging people. And a lot of that is about the value of the individual and the positivity. I'm going to put perspective and purpose together here because they really bring their their teams together around the work that they are doing to make an impact. And they value individuals to make sure that you are important. One, that we are doing things together that help to value each person and connecting them to what work we are doing, again, that helps our clients to improve and enhance the work that they do each and every day and to help their employees. Because a lot of what UKG does is around systems that helps HR, human resource systems. And so how are we making the lives of other people better and really helping to connect people to that individually? So they just have a long history of valuing individuals. That's wonderful. And I'll just share something with you and the listeners about in the purpose category for number two, our team does a, it's like a gap analysis. It's five questions that are purpose-driven on in five different areas of our lives. Like everything from the type of work that we're doing, is it advancing us? Or the work experience of like the balance that I'm getting in through my work, like in feeling that it's not stressful, like feeling that I'm, I'm really fulfilled in the way that I'm working. So we have five different questions and we do these regularly to check in, to really find gaps to individual purpose. And I really love that. So if anyone is looking for a tool, I'd be happy to share those five questions with you, but just an example of something that we're doing on our team. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Another tool that thinking about assessments, there's a stress assessment that I use with clients that helps them individuals identify what are some of the stressors that are contributing to the levels of stress and what level of stress am I experiencing and how is that changing over time as well as a resilience ready assessment. So which helps us to understand our response pattern to a crisis. So there are a number of different resources like you described that can help individuals and that can help organizations to move the needle in this space. Wonderful. And I know you have a ton of them and you're going to be giving a couple away at the end. So I'm excited about that. So what's number three? Good. Number three is perseverance. And when we think about perseverance, I like to use this example sometimes I used to, I don't as much anymore, trying to protect my knees a little bit more in my exercise, but I was an avid jump rope person. So I would love to jump rope. And for me, I would go out and exercise and run and jump rope at the same time and count my jumps in sets of 100. My target was to, in an exercise time frame, do 5,000, complete 5,000 jump ropes. So that persevering through, getting all of that in and feeling like I had accomplished something at the end of that workout. Well, we think of perseverance often in that way in all aspects of our lives. And when it comes to resilience, it's less about working harder or pushing yourself to the edge or to the wall and working smarter. So how can we, my action item there is setting the stage. And there are a number of aspects that help us to set the stage. One is thinking about well-being, just physical well-being, 
emotional well-being, relational well-being, financial well-being. There are so many aspects of well-being, spiritual well-being that are important for us to consider for ourselves and for us as leaders to consider how do we help to inspire that for our team and provide resources too to help overall well-being for our team members and for our organization as a whole. So some of that is how can we bring different benefits to our organization for our employees? The other side of that is transparency and trust. Do we have a space that's psychologically safe for people to show up, to be able to share the fact that I'm challenged with something right now, but I have a support mechanism here to help me? So being in a psychologically safe environment is critical for us to be able to show up and work through the tough times because we can do that collectively together. One of the tools and resources that I encourage in clients around and work with them around, and I use this when we're thinking about perspective, when we're thinking about purpose, when we're thinking about perseverance and overall well-being, is to think about purpose or to think about values which are foundational to how we can get through our authentic selves, how we bring that so that we can get through tough times and change is let's use the creative side of our brain also to help inspire well-being and bring our values, bring our purpose to life. There's a tool that I love and a company that I'm doing some work with called QPixel. C-U-P-I-X-E-L is QPixel, but they have an app where anybody can become an artist. But you can use that tool to create words that are important to you or images that are important to you. You can do that in a team building environment so that you're collectively working together to bring everybody's ideas around values, around purpose to life, and make that a visual that everybody can see and becomes something that represents your team and your organization. So that's different. And I just love that. So it does a lot of things for organizations. Awesome. Yeah, that's another tool. And then partnership is the fourth resilience ready principle. And that is all about, we can do this together. We're in this together. And the concept that it's not just me, but it's we. And both me and we contribute to the whole. Partnership also values the individual, you know, who I am personally. And we also want to be mindful of what people are going through that we can show empathy around. Empathy is so critically important because your experience might not be my experience. Even though we might be on the same team or in the same organization, there are all kinds of variables that influence our experience. So as leaders, we need to make sure that we are proactively reaching out to our team members to make sure that we are connecting and and knowing that we care and that we're there to hear and listen. We also, as individuals, need to make sure that we don't stay insular. It's so easy for us to stay in our little cocoon, embarrassed sometimes about what we're going through. So make sure that within our circle of people that we trust, that we are reaching out to let people know, here's an area that I'm I'm challenged. Where can I get some resources? Can you help me? 
and not be afraid to do that. Vivian, could I ask you to share an example of maybe a client or a prospect, someone that you've talked with that they're struggling in the partnership area? Just to share an example of what does that look like? If you aren't doing that well at this point, what what could the struggle look like? Yeah. So I had a, a coaching client who was struggling with purpose, actually, in her role, feeling like, you know, she's extremely talented, felt like, you know, she was one of her core values was service and really being able to serve and do meaningful work, going back to this meaning and purpose that's so important. And she felt like that she was disconnected to that in her organization and that her organization didn't have the same level of purpose for service she did. And that she was disconnected for understanding how her work really connected to the end game for the organization. So one of the things that she did was actually reach out to connect and talk to her boss, her leader about, and some of the other clients she was supporting, she was in HR talent development space, but to reach out to them about what she was experiencing understand what they saw in her and really talk about other ways that she can contribute. So that partnership, again, not staying insular, she was considering, should I stay or should I go? And how else can I fulfill my purpose in my life? And so just that connectedness, all of these things come full circle. All these principles come full circle. So how could I reach out, make sure that I am speaking up and engaging people in conversation and leaders doing the same where people are just struggling day to day and you don't know what's on the other side of of that face and when we're virtual of that screen. Thank you. Yeah, that was really helpful. And bring us home with number five. Praise is the fifth resilience ready principle. And praise is all about recognizing both the struggle the process, the effort that people are putting in to manage and navigate and get through the change and the uncertainty and the crises that we're dealing with and the, all those day-to-day disruptions that come up, as well as the progress that's being made. So our action item is to generously appreciate and recognize others, recognize that effort. And again, it's not just oh, you've done a great job. We do want to pat people on the back. But even the small things that people are doing to show up each and every day are important for us to recognize. So that is critical. I have one client, they just do just thankful Thursdays where with their team members, they just carve out some time to just express to each other what they're thankful for. And So that goes back to the effort that people have put in. I want to also make sure that people realize that praise is also about self-love. We have to love ourselves. It's important that we do that because we can beat ourselves up when we're going through challenges and feel like we're not good enough, we haven't done enough, we've made mistakes. Going through change and crises are going to be messy. So we have to make sure that we also give ourselves some grace and some self-love. Mm, Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So before we go into some resources that you have available, and we want to hear just a little bit more about the work that you do every day in your business, 
I know that servant leadership is important to you and it's interwoven into your practice and your book and all of that. Can you share your viewpoint of servant leadership and how it shows up in the principles? Yes. Nikki, I'm so glad that you asked about that because at the end of the day, when we're going through change, when we're going through crises, when we're facing uncertainty, when we're trying to face our fears, it's all about the people. One of the leaders that I interviewed for the Resilience Ready book worked for UPS at the time as a leader. She was working the day that one of the big accidents happened, an airline crash happened, an airplane crash. And she said, we know what the checklist is. Everybody goes into the mode of risk response. Somebody gets the book and we know to go check this, go check that. And we're going down the checklist. But we also have to make sure that we are mindful of the people because there are other humans involved in this airplane crash. So what are we all going through as human beings? And let's make sure that there are people who are checking in with us on a human level. So that's what servant leadership is all about. And we can't be resilient. We can't be a resilient organization unless we as individuals are resilient and have that skill set of resilient adaptability. So servant leadership envelops all that we do around these principles to bring humanity back into how we face change, uncertainty, daily disruption, and crises. Beautiful. So before we go on a quick break into our lightning round, where we'll get to learn a little bit more about the personal side of you and some of your favorite things, can you give us just a real quick overview of your business? And then I think you had a few resources that you were going to share with listeners today. Absolutely. I work with organizations to help them build better leaders and better workplaces where employees can genuinely say, this is a place where I love to work and I feel valued. So that is my passion. And, you know, I do that through helping us to be more resilient individuals, leaders and organizations, helping us to understand our influence and how we influence and lead each and every day impacts the humanity, the individuals in our organizations. So that really is the scope of my work. And I do that in a variety of ways from from training and coaching and team coaching to speaking at events and conferences. So, and writing the Resilience Ready book is one of those resources. So all of those are, are ways that I help to help organizations to get to the point where they can thrive each and every day. Wonderful. And we'll be linking out to some of those resources in the show notes if you all want to easily find those. Well, Vivian, this has been lovely. It went so fast, this conversation, but I think we packed in what we wanted to do, which was really building that toolbox to help us all adapt well. And thank you so much for your mentorship today. We're going to take a quick break, let our sponsor message run, and we're going to come back to what we call our lightning round, which is just a really quick chat about some of your favorite things and resources and things. So we'll be right back. If you're leading with a people-first mindset, which most likely you are because you're listening to Gut Plus Science, join People Forward Network, the largest community of humans on a shared mission to lead meaningful work. You can find us at peopleforwardnetwork.com or follow People Forward Network on LinkedIn. All right, it's Nikki and we're back on Gut Plus Science with Vivian Blade. It's been a lovely conversation today around building resilience-ready leaders and workplaces. Now it's time for a lightning round. So it's just a real quick conversation to get 
insight into some of Vivian's favorite things. So we have been building a book list, Vivian, for this is our year five. Everyone that's ever been on has recommended a book or like half the time they're like, I can't just pick one. So there's like three, but we have this massive book list and we'd love for you to contribute. What is your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read? I will share a recent read with perspective, a key focus around resilience. There is a book, Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin, that is a recent read of mine that I found just enlightening and a lot of tools and strategies there that connect to all this perspective work and being able to be resilient. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing. That's a new book, I think, because I don't remember hearing that one before. How about one thing that always makes you smile? My grandchildren always make me smile whenever I see a picture or we're doing FaceTime. I'm so grateful for FaceTime. And I just had a new granddaughter born just a few days ago. So I am extremely excited about that. And that really makes me smile. That is so exciting. Congratulations. All right, Vivian, if you could pick one thing to teach people, what would be the one thing that you would just find a lot of meaning and want to teach others? I think something that our parents instilled in us a lot was that we need to value ourselves. Value yourself. You were born for a purpose is a something that our mother told us all the time. You were born for a purpose. So we need to make sure that we can love ourselves in an authentic way. None of us are perfect. And that's okay. We all have scars, bumps, bruises, imperfections, but we can let those shine and learn from those and value yourself. I love that advice. That's wonderful. And finally, Vivian, how can listeners connect with you after the show? What's the best way? The best way to connect with me, I love connecting on LinkedIn. I am there and active there. You can find lots of posts there. Also, VivianBlade.com. I have lots of resources and articles there. And I'll share too, if you're looking for the book that's available on Amazon, the Resilience Ready book, also Influence is another book that I think leaders can benefit from. It's also available on Amazon. And Nikki, I want to share too, another resource with people, a couple of things. If you go to resilienceready.today, resilienceready.today, there are tons of resources that go along with the Resilience Ready book and workbook. And then I did a webinar for Engagedly. I was named one of the top 100 HR influencers globally in the space of leadership and development by Engagedly. So I did a webinar for them. So people can have access to that webinar and some of the other resources that I had as downloads. So if people go to vivianblade.com slash engage, you can access those resources as well. Here's my truth you can act on, a toolbox of the five principles that Vivian teaches to help us be adaptable and resilient ready. I love this. Number one, work on your perspective. How we individually see the world shapes our experience. Practicing optimism is one way to help perspective. Consider what you can do to help yours. My good friend Amy Woodall always says the I see what the mind believes. And I think this is a great example of that. Number two, never stop pursuing your purpose and tying it to all that you do. 
So we talk a lot about the life wheel, your whole life and all the different hats that you wear. And in every bucket, I really feel we've got to figure out how to tie each of those roles to our purpose. Just so much more of a meaningful way of living. And so uh, starting with the workplace, because that's the place that we're working on here on this podcast, but how do you apply it to every area of life? Never stop pursuing your purpose. Number three, build a perseverance muscle. Mm, So good. So just a, a steadfast way of continuing to pursue your goals and your core values and just being your best self. Just keep going. Number four, consider how you can shift your relationship building efforts to partnerships. Create relationships that are win-win oriented and strong support systems for each other. Great way to shift just relationships to a deeper level. And number five, consistently praise the people around you for their wins and their efforts. We can never give too much praise. Fill in others' cups. We'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.